0: Welcome to the Elite Foundations podcast, how to build an elite foundation physically and mentally to win at life. No theory, just real world results. Your hosts are Dr. Emil, ex-emergency doctor, entrepreneur, and health coach, and myself, Itamar, ex-Israeli special forces, Jiu-Jitsu black belt, and mindset expert.
1: Hello, and welcome to today's episode. Today, Itamar is gonna be covering another flavor of imposter syndrome, Tell us about it. I like that
0: you called it that. Um, The thing is, you're going to be hearing me talk a lot about imposter syndrome because it's very common. All the way from leadership positions where guys have 100 people companies and they're like, oh, who am I to be doing this? Am I actually qualified? Are people going to see through me? To people who like today that it's kind of a one man consultancy, which uh, Ben had, where what it really is, is that people's skill set has surpassed their mindset and that creates a gap in confidence that doesn't allow them to execute them when they, they should be able to execute. It's a simple thing that if a machine, let's call it like a Terminator, had their skill set, they would have amazing results. But because their emotions and their lack of confidence and their humanity comes into play, it causes them to play small. And that's what we'll be talking about today. Does that make sense, this, this flavor, let's call it?
1: Yeah, so the reason we're kind of joking about this is at the end of the last episode, when you introduced it, as soon as we stopped recording, I said, you know, your last one was on imposter syndrome as well. And you said it was super, super common. Um, and I just kind of commented that having different angles would be kind of useful and interesting. And yeah, that, that, that just nailed it, basically. Yeah. So should I get to it? Talk about this, dude? Let's, let's do it. I'm super intrigued by this one as well. The success story is incredible.
0: Yeah. Okay. So just to recap the success story is that he was making about 5k a month for a good couple of years. He had tried everything. And by the way, I'm going to say his real name and actually all this stuff. Cause he's been very, very, uh, honestly, like I really respect and very admirable about him being very open with a kind of case study he shared with us and just set everything out. So he tried like reading all the books, podcasts, even tried therapy for a while. And he was just stuck. And he knew he was getting in his own way. For a while there, he was making 5K a month, even though he was getting people ridiculous results. Where, like, I knew a lot of other people in our entrepreneurial community were talking very, very fondly of the results they got from him. And they kept, like, recommending him and telling more people to work with him. But he was stuck. Like, he was trying everything, which, again, very admirable. He was doing workshops. He was trying to put himself out there and give talks, you know, go on podcasts all these ways to generate leads, but it just, a wasn't really clicking. He wasn't getting like a flood of leads because I honestly think people could just see that he wasn't really confident and that something in the blink test just caused people to, to shy away from working with him and What's the blink
1: and test. Sorry. The
0: blink test is I will see you in the street and I can see what you think about yourself. We can just immediately know about it. Malcolm Gladwell talked about it. He had a book called blink where we're basically wired to make an immediate we gather a lot of data in our lives, associations. We know, okay, if a guy, for example, like, looks like you, Emil, he looks like you, he's probably going to be very strong. So if I see a guy who looks like that, I can immediately say, okay, he's strong. If I see a guy who has very slopey posture, I can probably tell he's not very confident. If I can say he's probably not very confident, I'm probably going to assume maybe he doesn't really know what he's talking about. However, if I see a guy full of charisma, full of energy, I can say, you know what, maybe he knows what he's talking about. I'm willing to listen to this. Does so that make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes I just hadn't heard the, the phrase before, but that's super, super interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that was one thing. He didn't pass the blink test. And even when he did, he was playing very small. He would offer these packages that he knew he could way, way, way over deliver. Instead of asking his worth, he would ask for, let's say, like a tenth of his worth just to keep himself safe. So he wouldn't feel like, oh, I might get exposed here, might not be good enough to deliver let's say a 5k package. So I can just deliver a $500 package and then these people will be super, super happy. And what that did to him is basically caused him to work really, really long hours and not make a lot of money, which is basically the opposite of what all us entrepreneurs want to be able to do.
1: And that was his story. Yeah, I need to find out how he did that because that's that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, by the way, if, okay, so we'll talk about this later, but
0: basically the way he did that is when he went into the arena, the six week program I have for, for entrepreneurs who want to get over this kind of stuff, he could see that this was going on, that he knew he was playing small. So first off, he was problem aware. He tried various solutions. Like we said, like going to therapy, reading books about it. But a lot of it was just kind of holding space people would help him kind of relieve this feeling. Oh, I feel bad about myself. Oh, I should be doing this. And they're like, yeah, but it's okay. And what we did was really try to aggressively go at the root cause of what's behind this. Because the other guys in the group who are also, honestly, a lot of them are some very successful entrepreneurs. were are like, what are you doing here, man? You're a very smart guy. You shouldn't be doing this. And once he saw that maybe logically he should be charging more because other people are saying it, we started to say, okay, like, why aren't you able to do this? What's causing the disconnect between your skill set and your mindset? And like it all pretty much always is, it's some belief or event that has absolutely nothing to do with business. It's self-image of yourself as an individual, whether it's your childhood, your early adult life, that you don't believe in yourself, you don't have the confidence to, to do what you should be doing, and it just seeps into business because that's what you're doing right now. Like, he said he just didn't believe he had the skills and abilities, or the experience to help people, despite having all the evidence said otherwise. It's like he was just kind of living as this—I don't know—in his childhood as like an unpopular kid who wasn't really, you know, brought into the the main group or whatever it may be, and he still kind of felt like as an outsider. He couldn't produce real results.
1: So, despite logically seeing, you know, through his career that he was creating incredible results for people despite, you know, he he can do numbers. Like, you know, he's like, I'm charging this and these people are getting these results. And assumingly doing that multiple times, there was still a block to him putting that together and like charging more.
0: So I love, you use the word logically there, which is really, really important when we're talking about imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is not a logical thing. It's an emotional thing. So you can't sure. outlogic your emotions. It just doesn't happen. It's like how you talk a lot about, you know, your chimp brain and your human brain. Yeah. You're not going to outpower your chimp brain by just trying to use the human brain, trying to logic it out. That doesn't work. So what we had to do is really address the chimp brain, address these emotions. That was really the root cause of it. We didn't try to just, okay, logically, let's look at the numbers. That was one thing. Mm. But then afterwards, okay, let's look at the emotions that are causing you not be able to see this, not be able to comfortably act on it. That's really what it was. Like once we were able to make him see that these past experiences that he had or these past beliefs that he held on to shouldn't dictate his self-worth because they're not relevant in 2021, he was able to start letting go of them. And we weren't just holding space, but we were helping him like not just relieve this, but help him really resolve these issues. And once that got out of the way, things started to fly. Now, like doing that is immensely intense and uncomfortable, which is, as you know, Emil, what I like. But yes. it makes all the difference. And that's the thing. Most people just don't do that. Like the psychologist he was using, like I talked to him a little bit about it. Really, what most psychologists do is they hold space. They help you relieve a little bit of that stress. But they don't go deep enough to help you like to force you to resolve it. And when he was there also, like he said, the group program really helped him with other guys where they're encouraging and also going through that. So you could see that it wasn't just like his issue, it's just an issue that everybody suffers yeah, yeah, from. Yeah. So it probably means that it isn't necessarily something about him that's flawed. It's just a human yeah. condition that we all have to overcome. This kind of lack of confidence, this feeling of like, am I good enough?
1: And once he was able to do that, yeah, like he just started to soar, man. Yeah, so just to go back to that. So initially you said he was problem aware, right? So yes. he knew that, well, what did he exactly know to, to begin with?
0: He knew he was getting in his own way, but he wasn't able to understand why. Right. He knew, he keeps saying like, I know that if I do this thing, Wow, amazing results. But I'm yeah. not able to do it. And I don't know why. And it's like a yeah. lot of the guys that I work with, they describe this like an invisible wall they keep bumping into. Like when they, yeah. they start out a bunch of projects that they know could have massive potential and then they don't finish them. Because there's a certain fear there. They see it as an invisible wall, but it really is, is a fear. It's a fear either of being abandoned by somebody, about a like rejection, whatever you want to call it, a fear of failure, or a fear of not being able to control the outcome. There's these various fears that actually, like, that's the wall that you don't see. So what we do with this invisible wall, we shed light on it. We go and say, okay, what is actually going on here? What is this fear? What is actually getting in your way that's causing you to hold yourself back? Because once we do that, instead of an invisible wall, it becomes that wall you can actually see, you understand what's going on there. So how you talk a lot about intentionality and just being aware, okay, do I actually want more of this food or do I not want more of this food? You can recognize what's going on with you say, okay, I recognize that I'm about to bump in this fear I always bump into. That's stage one. Now I see this fear. Oh, this is the stage where usually this fear of uh, failure, that I'm afraid people are going to judge me, think I'm not good enough, outcast me from this entrepreneur community that I want to be a part of. That's there. Okay, now I recognize what's actually going on in my head. I can logically see what's emotionally going on. That's stage one. Then we start asking, well, is this actually true? Is this just a false belief that you have or is this a truth? And more, op, more common than not, it's not the truth of the matter. It's just some belief we all have in our head. And it's really just as simple sometimes as writing down that belief and asking, is this true? The way I see the world or the way I think the world works as far as rules of if this happens and that consequence will arise, is this actually true? And we did that. And then that also shrinks the wall because then you can actually see that it's not true. So the wall is also visible now, but it's also much smaller. And then we figure out, okay, when does this usually arise? What are the symptoms, the cues that you can tell when these kind of emotions arise, what usually happens to me in my body, in my self-talk, in my emotional kind of state. So you can also recognize when this arises. So you can also just be a conscious, oh, I'm about to hit this wall. I need to get ready to make a leap. So we can make the wall visible. We can shrink it down. We can prepare you to make a jump. But then honestly, it still requires courage to say, you know, this is still going to be uncomfortable to put myself out there. But I'm going to do it anyway. Why? Because I want a better life for myself and my family. And that's where Ben was a, was just a champ. Like mm-hmm. He still felt that, but he was like, you know what? I'm always going to feel there. There's always going to be a little bit of fear there. And that's the thing. It's like, you're always going to have a little bit of fear there. A little bit about uncertainty. Like when I put myself out there and speak or work with, like for me, when I work with eight figure people now, there was a fear when I started. That. I was like, do I really know how to coach these eight figure people? I haven't built an eight figure company yet. But it's that recognition, like that fear is always going to be there and it's your decision. Do you want to just live with regret or do you want to try it? Do you want to step into the arena? Is like, that's why my program is called the arena. Do you want to actually step and give it a try regardless of the outcome? Because that's what you can be proud of. And that's what Ben did. And he just went for it. Like now he knows everything that's in his way. He can see it. It's smaller. It's much less impeding. And he knows when it's about to arise, so he can prepare for it and he can make that jump.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that's super interesting because before I kind of didn't see, he was kind of aware of the problem and then he was aware of the emotions which caused the problem. But then that analogy of making the wall visible, making the wall smaller, knowing where the wall is. And then, you know, even community was an aspect, seeing other people cross their own walls. And then the crux of it seemed to be that the anchor was the why, having a why. Why should I cross the wall? Why should I you know fumble and scrape my knees and trip but what is my reason and then that that took him the rest of the way yeah it's interesting cuz
0: the he told me after the program that he was a bit he was like okay i had faith in you but it was interesting that the first week we worked on our why i didn't understand how that was going to help me get rid of my fears and it's exactly that it's the foundation i build with these guys it's always first you figure out your why where you want to get to and we draw down not we're going to do this in a different episode. I don't want to go too deep on this, but we first draw down the why, then we figure out a game plan to get there. And then we finally etch out the fears and what I call the human factor. So now if you have your why, you know where you want to get to, you have a game plan to get there. A Terminator could execute that. A machine could execute that amazingly. However, humans have emotions. that get in their way. So that's what we resolve in the final chapter. And like, yes, when you have that trifecta, you can move really, really, really fast
1: it sounds like you know what you're doing. And this whole program (laughs) is perfectly built to take people from, you know, whatever block that is present to the outcome in a very efficient way. And, you know, I'm not even just blowing smoke up your ass. Like the way you've explained it, you know, you're you're leading with things which you know are going to come up later. And then, yeah, I mean, I go back to the analogy. The analogy is great. You just break it down step by step. And the the real world practical results happen. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty like it, for
0: me even like I've coached a lot of people. I've seen some really really like honestly heartwarming results to see how people are able to change and like what it what it does for them as as people as men. What it does for their families, but like seeing those Ben results really honestly like took me off guard. I didn't expect it to happen that quickly. Mm. And like I said, like in six weeks he said like 70K easy. And he was like, I haven't really done the math, but it's at least 70K just from what I can, the, the things I can register right now. And he's like sending his new minimum on really, really slow months is 20K. And he was like, this is at least a couple hundred K a year. He moved into the beach house he always wanted to. He was able to, you know, get a, but also like, I, I also obviously empathize with him more because he also just had a, a kid and I had my first son. Just to, And they're about the same age. So I recognize that the desire to be able to to provide and have that peace of mind, how much that was a big thing and how much that must like mean to him. So yeah, man, it was like for me, it was one of the more enjoyable coaching process that that I've had, honestly.
1: That's that's super interesting. And I like that you brought up the um that he'd kind of seen, you know, a therapist and stuff like that. And I'm a huge fan of of therapy. Um, you know, I plan on having it for the rest of my life, but I got Told off by my therapist when I was pushing for real life breakthroughs. I was like, Look, the reason I'm doing this is for real life breakthroughs. And she was saying, You know, it's not all about breakthroughs. And I'm like, Yeah, but it kind of is. (laughs) Like, I want this to manifest in my real life. So it's nice to hear this with real world outcomes. Please, of course.
0: So here's the thing the path to mastery is filled with plateaus in any form. Like, and this is something I learned from martial arts a lot that it's not just breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. And the people who are not willing to accept the plateaus are not going to reach those next breakthroughs, especially after the beginner gains. The beginner gains are easy. Everybody has them. But to really reach mastery, you have to go through the plateaus. So I see the validity of a part of what she's saying. With that said, if the outcome isn't to improve your life by having those breakthroughs, then like, what's the point? And that's what I meant that I think, and this is where it might get a little bit controversial here, Emil, that I think- I love it. A flaw of a lot of therapists is that their main ability is to relieve. So let's say like your valve is pretty like you're like a pressure cooker inside, okay? Mental health, whatever you want to call it, stress, anxiety. You're about to kick off on, let's say, a Tuesday. Then you have a session on Tuesday, and they help you kind of calm that down a little bit. They relieve some of the pressure inside. And then they do that week after week after week after week. Now, will you be able to think more clearly If you have less pressure inside, absolutely. But is that just a band-aid? In my opinion, it is. And that's why I say, like, I do not view my job to help you relieve or hold space. It is a tool I use in order to help you resolve. Unless we resolve the thing from the deep, like, root of what's actually going on, it's going to stay there. Like, it's the example of, of, like, the fad diets, how you talk about them. I view it in the same way. Most... Psychologist, it's like a fad diet. Those help you like on a week by week basis. Basically, get a little bit better, and then it'll rev back up. That pressure, that anxiety, that stress. I want to help change your entire foundation of your mindset to resolve those issues. So then you're always just like this, like how you said, a healthy person who can always just stay in shape. That's kind of that. Now, yes, there'll always be issues, there'll always be challenges, but you gotta resolve the root cause of it. You have to do that, otherwise it's gonna keep popping up in different ways that. You're not going to understand why it's causing you to self-sabotage, why you can't do this, why you can't do that. It has to be resolved. It can't just be relieved.
1: Yeah, so it's not just about relieving the pressure each week from the pressure cooker. It's about preparing a freaking meal and enjoying it and taking it out of the pot and finishing it, right? It's just about getting to the root cause of it, going deep. It's like uh, like how I always say, you got to go deep
0: to be elite. You can't do surface-level stuff. And a lot of times... To be truthful, also, like, it's it's interesting because people give a lot of credit. They, let me put it this way. If I told you, Emil, okay, you're an entrepreneur, um, I'm going to recommend you to a guy who's an MBA, and what do you think about taking advice on your business from him? He went to college for four years, and he has an MBA. What do you think? You'd be like, okay, um, I'm willing to listen to him. I'm not going to open up and to, like, show him the books and everything like that, because I don't know if yeah, he has yeah. the merit for it. But with psychology, for some reason, there's this belief that anybody who has a degree has the merit behind it as well. It's like, I've talked to you about this personally, the psychologist that I saw for a very long time. It's like, he was a very capable individual. was the head of psychology of the Israeli Mossad. It's a different level, and it is a kind of psychology that creates outcome focus, because it has to prime people to execute and to be able to execute consistently. It's not just a band-aid, but it's relieving a lot of stuff and like resolving it so that you can consistently execute and that's just your normal day-to-day way you're just a really calm person you're centered you don't have a lot of baggage because that's been removed and you're more free to just move in the world
1: so Ben, now that he's got this skill of let's call it identifying the wall making it visible shrinking it down and then climbing over it this is something you know it's not going to be 70k this month and then back to 5k next month he's gonna one be able to keep going because he's overcome the root cause but two when he comes up to another root cause he now has a system in place that he can kind of follow to to again it's a new invisible wall make it visible shrink it down blah, blah blah climb over it
0: i'll say it like this
1: the root causes
0: he knows them all right now yeah. The way they manifest, that will be new. As he goes through to new heights, it's like the challenges that while the challenges grow, also the pressure, those walls will grow. So he's gonna have all the tools, he recognizes them. He just needs to expect that. It's like, yeah, it's gonna also get more challenging as he goes higher and higher and higher and higher. Because he is aiming for a clear seven figure business now. So I just talked to him the other day and like, this is exactly what he's doing right now. And It's not like the root causes have all kind of been resolved, but the way they manifest themselves is going to be something new to him that he's going to be able to be conscious of. That's how I would say. It's not like new root causes, but just their manifestations is something to be conscious of. Does
1: that make sense? Yeah, yeah. But also, as his problems grow bigger, his skill set will grow bigger, and the fundamental underlying process of overcoming them is the same for all intents and purposes it's the same,
0: but also his confidence in his recognition of, oh, I'm the kind of person who can solve these kind of problems, keeps growing. And that's the big thing. It's like, next time he faces this problem, it's not with the confidence of someone who's never done it before, but with the confidence of like, oh, I know Ben. Ben is able to do these kind of things.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's interesting. I kind of, I was thinking this the other day of identifying being successful as a skill. Like getting good at things is a skill. And a lot of us have gotten good at one thing, which means we're good at one thing, business. But we haven't gotten good at getting good at things. And as you sort of dominate multiple domains, you kind of get into the flow of it. And the example I always use is health. Like I, I got good at health. And then when I started business, I kind of thought back to health and was like, I remember when this happened in health and I really stressed at the time but then it happens anyway. So when, I'm ha- when it's happening in business and I'm like at a plateau or struggling, I'm like, oh, I remember this happened. So I just need to do these actions and it'll eventually pass. And then when I explore the next domain, it'll be the same. I've now got multiple experiences of achieving success and I just get more and more chilled out, even though the problems are bigger, as you say. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. 100%. Amazing. Right. I had two little points that I wanted to ask, bring up. Please. Uh, so, you know, you said that Ben achieved amazing results, went from 5K to 70K. And that, you know, we love breakthroughs. This is this is awesome. So and and that everyone has a plateau. So would you say that in his case, he was plateauing for a while and he was kind of primed to have this breakthrough? And I suppose what I'm getting at is that his results aren't it's not that they're not typical but some people might have to work and not see results for a period to then achieve I a see what you're saying. so let me later. put it this way
0: ben was in a fairly extreme case no actually not not a fairly extreme case he was in the upper edge but not an extreme case of where the gap between his skill set and his mindset was was big yeah if you have zero gap between your mindset and your skill set you'll be where you belong if your skill set is really high and your mindset is pretty low, the moment you can bridge that, things can happen really, really fast, and
1: that's what happened with Ben. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. people who are in, you know, who are aligned with their skill set and mindset need to grow their skill set and ideally their mindset at the same time. But often it doesn't work like that to get to the yeah. next level. Yes, fine, fine. Yeah, like so we put then, in, to put like an
0: example go. of it. If you have somebody
1: who's coming from,
0: let's say, a very elite background in, I don't know, like the special forces or whatever it may be, and they know nothing about business, yes, they need a skill set now. They don't need mindset. If you mm-hmm. have somebody who's an entrepreneur who, let's say, doesn't have a lot of self-confidence, doesn't have a lot of belief in himself, is constantly like worried about failing, that actually get lucky just to get here or whatever it may be, they know a lot of technical skill set because they've been in the game for 10
1: years, they might need to work on their mindset. mm mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So how can people, I I suppose, how can people identify whether they've got that gap? And it's just, if they're not reaching their potential, if they feel like they're bumping into an invisible wall, frustration.
0: It's like, this is where I can make people uncomfortable, but you know, we all know, you know, if you're doing something out of fear, you're not stepping up, you're playing small, that you feel like I should be having more, but I don't, that you can say very clearly, you know what, if it was somebody else, with my skill set that I have, would they be succeeding more? If the answer to that is yes, then you have a mindset gap. Very simple. If you can simply Mm -hmm. ask, you know what, if I were to take somebody else, give them my exact skill set, would they be achieving more than I am today? If the answer to that is yes, you have a mindset gap that's causing that. It's that simple.
1: I need to sign up to your next arena. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) When does it start? (laughs) Right, last, last question from me. So, A lot of, you know, I I talk openly about therapy. I love it. I think it's great. A lot of people are very scared of, you know, the therapist or whoever going deep and going in hard. And I always reassure them that to say that, look, you don't have to go in deep. You know, like it can be surface level to start. You can just talk about day-to-day problems. And you seem to take the opposite approach in terms of you just go deep. So potentially some people aren't ready for that. Yep. So yeah, that, that was kind of just more an observation. That's I my suppose, question. That yeah,
0: like I, I'm not for everybody. Honestly, yeah. it's like I I don't enjoy surface level things. It's like yeah. the first time we had a conversation, you and I, I immediately kind of asked you about like the very deep in things in life. It's like, I've you know, how most people need small talk in order to then go into yeah. deep conversations. For me, it's like, if I can't have a deep conversation with you, I don't want to have small talk with you. Yeah. and. It's for good or bad, but it's like it's how my personality is what I really enjoy doing in like, like in life period. Yep. I don't have a hundred friends. I have a, a several friends that I'm really, really close with and can have amazing conversations with. and it's how I do like the craft of the mindset training. It's how I run my business. it's the depth, and that's what I really enjoy. So like if you're not ready to go there yet, honestly, yeah, go do something else. like read books, do podcasts but I'm probably not going to be that guy. When it comes to people saying like enough is enough and I want to get after this in an intense way because I want to resolve it, then I love helping them. But yeah, that's the honest truth. That's what it is.
1: No, and that's that's the best way. And actually, you know, we talk about the skill of success, the skill of being good at something. Another core skill is the skill to be able to take feedback, blunt feedback. And the more intense feedback you can take, tolerate, and and still function with, the more quickly you will succeed and grow. So almost the more authentic you can be to yourself, the more you can be vulnerable and open, the quicker you will succeed.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I'll say this though as well. I think it's important. I look at that in two different ways. There's a receiving end and a delivering end. So on the receiving end, you want to be able to receive as blunt feedback as possible. It's going to be the fastest thing for you to remove your ego, receive feedback, and actually work on things. As far as the delivery, unless time is of the absolute, absolute essence, like in warfare, where I have to tell you, Emil, do that. And you have to immediately do that now because we don't have time. Unless I am making an effort to be compassionate enough, to enable you to receive what I'm actually trying to, to get across. I'm just kind of being a jerk and I'm more concerned about probably posturing and just being, oh, I'm really tough than actually trying to help. It's why, like Ben said in the case study in testimonial we did, that he was very like surprised that I was actually very soft-spoken in my feedback. He's like, he expected a special forces guy that would berate him or whatever it may be, but it's like, it's not my goal. My goal is to help. So if I can't deliver it with enough compassion that enables the people, enables me to get through that person's walls so he can actually receive what I'm saying, it doesn't work. So like that ability to be blunt is like internally, like when I receive, I want to be like someone to be as blunt as possible with me. But when I deliver, I always try to make an effort to not be blunt, but to get the correct message across so they can internalize it. It's why whenever we talk, you used to laugh at me that I was ask, "Amelia, can I be honest with you? It was just a little yeah. softener. You have to open it up so you recognize. You know what? Yes, I do want to receive feedback right now because one of those things. Like it's it's a responsibility of a leader who's trying to help to make sure that you're priming the person to receive the information, not just berating them in any which way.
1: Yeah. Anyway, sorry if I went on a tangent there, but no, no, that thoughts. was a very apt, appropriate tangent. So yeah, I think I think unless there's any more from you and, and, and from that, I think we, we've wrapped up for the day. Yeah, I can just say like a quick action point on this.
0: Like if this sounds familiar, the thing you can do like at home, so to speak, is first you just ask yourself what beliefs or fears are getting in the way. When I figure that invisible wall, stop like how you say be intentional about it and ask yourself, what's going on here? What's actually, what's in my head? For, don't judge if it's right or not right, just write it down. What's going on in my head? Mm-hmm. After you do that, then ask yourself, is this actually true or is this something false? Uh, I don't like the term limiting beliefs because I think that's irrelevant. It's more important to say, is this true or is this false? As simple as that. It's not what I would like a positive belief or a negative belief. It's true or false, That's simple. And then if you can see something as a false belief, you can say, you know what, maybe it's time to let go of that and it's going to be hard. But to say, if this is a false thing and it's not true, am I okay with this holding me back in life? And that you can do at home right now.
1: I like the way you put it. If someone had your skill, if someone else had your skill set, could they take it further than you're taking it? And that to me was such a powerful thing immediately. I was like, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) You know?
0: (laughs) So
1: that that worked for me. That that worked really, really well. So I'll I'll be doing this exercise for sure. I like that a lot. Cool. All right. Awesome. So next week, I think we're going to do something a little bit different. We've done case studies up until now. We're going to look at some high-level concepts. I think potentially you're going to cover how to find your why. Yep. And I'm going to look into how to intentionally rest. And Mm, this is going to be a discussion for both of us. I Um, like that a lot. These are things that have come up and yeah, we can both stick our oars in, but I think, yeah, we'll lead it from there. So there we go. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.